0: Yoshi
1: Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. All right, we are recording, and this is my last. conversation in seattle and this is a big one for me because i have work for uh, white guys i work for asian people and this is the best boss i ever had and um he uh, i I have to say if you're only very lucky if you ever had this guy for your boss and uh he was very fair and uh he protected us from the owner of the business we don't have to mention the (laughs) name but dimiko williams thanks dimiko thanks for doing it um you um, you always made me laugh. Uh, you changed my life for better. And I'm really glad I got back to Seattle because uh, you're definitely one of the handfuls of people that I could talk to. And, and it makes me really happy to talk to you. Wow. I, I really, I really I, mean I that. I love yeah. you too, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. And uh, not to mention, um, I grew up very cynical in very bad family situation. And I think you probably had a, a rough uh, childhood. But... Uh, but for you to find such a wonderful and intimate marriage with your wife, it just shows like no matter how how shitty you might have grown up, that, that shouldn't stop you from having happiness in life, you know. Very true, so very true. You're an example of that. So. Wow, thank you. I'm, 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 you're I'm you're too kind. Yeah. You're too kind. So the reason why I know D'Amico is because uh, at the time, uh, I had a really bad uh, experience working at Taboo Video. I, I love the uh, business. I like the customers. That's, that's some of the managers I have problem with. And, of course, this is a common theme throughout my life. It's usually people who have an addiction problem. So I was desperate. I was working for Mother after that, and it was not going well because you don't want to say anything terrible about your mom. But the fact is, you know, do she, it, was, do she, was, it, she was. Do it. She's, do it. Do it. Do it. She had a drinking problem. I'm sure she still does. And when you're an addict, uh, they don't make the best decisions. And um, uh, of course, and, and when know, it's
0: mom, it makes it tougher. It, right? It makes
1: it really tougher. Yeah. But you're you're one of the few people that I could have the honest conversation. And uh, it uh, believe me, believe it or not, it doesn't make me feel good to say it. But that was just the reality. And believe me, I, I was not a perfect son either. But you really are the few people that I could talk. But you made a wise decision to not live like that. So uh, I ended up getting a job at R&R. 2001, I was very desperate. And uh, if it wasn't for that two years I worked for you, I, I don't know where I would have been. But it's it's been great because it, it put me into the... Uh, put, you
0: said that was a, p- a pivotal uh, point in your life, that it did change quite a bit at that
1: moment in time. Yeah, be- because... Uh, you're so flexible because your thing is um, as long as you show up and do the job and, and, and help everyone and do the best you can. Believe me, I wasn't I was a perfect worker either, but as long as you do your best and trying to get along with you and, and um, and of course, we look after your interests. Like uh, I was working with a guy named Vadim, you remember. Uh, we would both call him a dummy. No, nice guy. Nice guy. Nice we, guy. We, we teasingly call him dummy. We joke around, but there was a cat working there was a cat working at the retail store. He was ready to cause problems, and before that happened, we talked to you because you 've been so good to us beyond good, the wage was excellent there 's no reason to cause problems right, so we told you before this thing happened, and because some people might say you might be snitching, but this particular person wasn't working really hard, and and uh, wasn't fair to everyone, and caused right. a problem. So we went to you, and we we're ver- to this day we've done again over and over, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but thanks for being a great boss because uh, you're fair, but you're also I have to say this is all we ever ask for: uh, uh, bosses, fair, and be effective at their job. Because you cannot have a nice incompetent boss either. <laughs> That's true. So thanks for that. I, I have to say that in the beginning. No, so, thank yeah. you. That was very kind. Too kind. Thank you. Thank so you. before we continue, so that you, you, I want to, you know, you, you, born and raised in Washington or was it California? I was born in Washington,
0: Seattle, yeah. Washington, and uh, we moved to. um San Jose, California. Pretty much when I was six. Yeah, and um, that was an experience. Um, interesting thing about California—they mm-hmm. uh, have a lot of gangs. They have uh, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, individuals that like to get into trouble, shall yeah. we say. Um, so during that time in California, we stayed in some really bad areas, sure, and some really nice areas, right. So at a very young age, I realized. I like the nice areas a lot better right. than the rough ones. Uh so I had to fight a lot um but I do understand um parents do the best they can with what sure. they have and as my mother did better so did I. Yeah. I thrived better in nicer schools. Sure. Uh with that uh we moved back to Seattle. Uh pretty much uh for middle school. Yeah. And um Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington is a lot different from California. Sure. In the simple fact that the people are not as violent. Sure. So it was like, whoa. You, know, you don't have uh, to
1: fight as often up here. This is this is different. Um I love I really loved uh, when I used to watch uh Allen Iverson mm-hmm. for an NBA. What an unbelievable athlete. And uh, competitor and everything. But he got in trouble because he grew up in a certain neighborhood and he was a very loyal To their friends, loyalty is a good thing to a point, but you know they always say like uh, keep it real. The problem is sometimes they keep it real fucking stupid too because (laughs) if you work really hard and change your life, but you don't have to keep. That stupidity and all the violence then too because you want to help your friend but if they're not willing to change it, they don't have a right to drag you with you. Correct. They should protect you. Yeah. Yeah. They should keep you away from that. That's why when I, you know, I I, I have you and all that my black comedian friends are great. Why they got to be black comedians? Because because when you're the only Asian comic... (laughs) And you, you didn't really get the mango, the white ones. By default, you go with the black ones. That's what I did. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay, so you're an Asian brother.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like the, my friend, my, uh, I think uh, my friend Fred Patton. I uh-huh. think you met one of their brothers years ago. Okay, but his mother was very protective and trying to prevent him from gang stuff. So um, you know, maybe some of the other black kids never gave them a hard time, but they're that. Fred's mother always said, "Like I asked her, like why were you so successful marriage and taking care of kids?" And she basically said, "We didn't care about our personal happiness. Only thing we were concerned about that happiness of our kids, and wow. they, they always look after them. And if they're hanging out with whether they're Asian, white, black kids, but they're bad influence, they're they're cut. They're not hanging out with my kid. Right. In fact, yesterday when I was talking to my friend Reuben." His, I think he's white black and Greek and like he's like all kinds of mix but he I didn't know until yesterday we've been friends with Fred's family since 82 mm-hmm. that he did something goofy where it kind of dragged a patent voice into it right the mother and them were not allowed to uh, interact with them even in their 18, 19, 20s, right <laughs> but they that family and just like you you keep it real smart that's the thing like um, loyalty is important, but not not to the point of her- hurting people, you know.
0: And, when uh, it's putting yourself in jeopardy, yeah, um, you should be able to draw that line really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend; uh, I call him my best old ex friend, Greg. Yeah, uh, he was my best friend from pretty much middle school
1: yeah.
0: through high school. Yeah, um, we became adults. Uh, we started to go out and get jobs and everything. And yeah. I noticed anytime uh, we would hang out, the police got involved. Right. And it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a law-abiding citizen. Sure. I have soft skin. I yeah. can't go to jail. Right. With that being said, hmm, last three times I hung out with this individual, police got involved. Sure. So I need to make a decision. And I made a decision and... um there are people that you cut out of your life and you're better off. And, um, he's the only person that yeah. I've cut out of my life that I miss. And, um, you know, I hope he's doing well. Sure. And, um, the problem is, um, sometimes the individual can lose his way. Sure. When they come back. Yeah. And hopefully when they come back, they stay on that path and, live a nice healthy life
1: absolutely i don't i i i 100 agree with you and the fred's path uh, that that thing was it was a similar situation with the cop guy Bob. they weren't doing anything but mm-hmm. their other friend was reckless and dragging them into it and <laughs> you know um i grew up in japan so everybody looks the same so you have a healthy authority about the cops but you know um If you're a black person this world they definitely have a different relationship with police and they can't afford to be same way with this white kids saying fuck the police it's easy for them to say that because they're not gonna get shot right know. right so you have to make adjustment it depends on who you are and the environment you're in but um for me fred's family and you people like yourself i need to associate like that because it's kind of like climbing a mountain tandem if everybody's helping each other, if one falls, you help that person. If I fall, they help me. But if there's somebody in that line where have no regard for themselves and others and trying to drag everyone, right. that person has to be cut off. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, what if an uh, uh, individual, <clears throat> they're not trying to drag you down, mm-hmm. but they're trying to use your kindness as a weakness yeah. as far as uh, everybody has to work nowadays sure. uh, everybody has their uh, budget for the month sure but they know oh if uh, i go out and i have this fun and yeah. i blow the money here yeah. i know i can call this individual yeah and get a loan that i never have to pay back yeah what do you do with an individual that does that repeatedly then the, the, Do you treat them the same way and remove them from your life or you just put up restrictions and barriers?
1: I have. I I, I'm 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 personally I'm very extreme. Like once they reach a certain point, I will cut them off. (laughs) I I, I have to, you know. Right. And um, um, you, you have to. But, you know. I mean, what? What? I mean, really, whenever my friends ask me questions like that, um, I kind of smile because I think they already know what they need to do. It's just it's hard for them to do that. And hopefully somebody will agree with your position. But I think most people, what they need to do, and my position is I have to cut those people out. Uh, thankfully, my brother would never behave that way, you know? Right. And uh, people that really matters in my life. But you want to help to a point. Right. Because my name is Yoshi, not Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? <laughs> My name is not Bernie Sanders. I you know, I I can't I can't do that. Right. But also like before we even record it, there was a book like fifteen years ago. There was two economists, I think Tesla or something but uh, it's called Millionaire Next Door. Yes. And they yes. had a, they had a very common thing like most people who become millionaire in this country, it's not really glamorous. They usually have pretty ordinary cars. Ordinary job. Yeah, like Maybe they own a garbage company or a couple liquor stores and stuff, but they save, they're frugal with their money, and they install certain uh, character to their kids, and they don't necessarily go gone to Harvard and things like that. And they did not have the Mercedes sitting out no, front. No, no, They right. have serious cars. You know, this is like the mid-'90s, right. and, um, you know, very frugal with their money. And the part that they make a mistake is that they ended up having kids and, it, and, and that's course, a mistake. They, no no. <laughs> Not having a mistake. not having the kids, but uh, some of them that make mistake is that um, it's very hard for say no to them because they had a rough childhood. but um, It's hard do,
0: for the parents to say no to the children.
1: because they remember it's a kid not having anything, so they want to give, but they do Is that. it
0: that or guilt? You that know, they're I'm, away
1: working and they don't spend as much time oh, as they sure. would like with the children. I'm sure there's a lot of that. Okay. And, you know, recently there was this kid in Texas that ended up um, running over two to three people, I think, DUI. He was 16 or something, and he was supposed to do present time. His mother ran after Mexico with this kid. Mm. And there was a word the, that he used.
0: The privileged a young man. Flu- affluenza. Affluenza. Yeah. yeah right, right.
1: Basically... He was spoiled, uh, raised spoiled brat, so he didn't know how to be re- re- uh, responsible. So what does his mother do? Continue more shit to escape to Mexico, not facing his present time and be responsible for it. You know, so. So did he do any uh, prison time? Uh, they got arrested. They were extradited back to Texas. But you know what's? We, did that's he? Not funny. Did,
0: did he have dark skin?
1: He's super white. He looked like, like King Jeffrey right there. Game he's, of Thrones reference. He's probably
0: at Disney World right now eating a snow cone.
1: I'm not even joking, he killed two, three people. I think he's he's doing two years. That's it. That's it, I think. Maybe four, but two if I remember right. Wow. Wow. So, believe me, nobody asked me to come to this country. My mom kidnapped me and my brother, not telling us. But I'm very grateful to be here because when I go back to Japan... Are you you serious? I'm very serious. The way my cousin live. The social restriction, yeah, they don't get shot by police. But uh, my, in my opinion, life is so much better for me. And I've have gone overseas, and yes, there's part different country in the world. Like, oh, maybe I could have lived here, but um, I'm very I'm, I am grateful because alternative for me in Japan would have been worse. Right. Having said that, I'm not saying there aren't people in this country that have uh, doesn't have a reason to complain. But believe me. I grew up in Long Beach and Compton mid 80s. Jesus Christ. It's it's very shameful how uh, they get treated in those parts of, the, you know. Okay. And I'm sure I'm sure you're glad you didn't grow up in those parts. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm very very happy. Yeah. Uh
0: this been a little a little time in Richmond, bad area. Yeah. Bad area. You look up the stats, I haven't looked up the stats recently, but it's always um, one of the top uh, homicide places in the country. Sure. Um, so I was very happy to leave Richmond. Uh, thank goodness we were only there for maybe three to four months tops. Yeah. But I could not imagine uh, life in an area um, with that type of crime, yeah. that type of violence. And it saddens me to hear people, they'll say things like, um, well, if a person wants to better their life, uh, they shouldn't commit these crimes. Sure. Well, if that's your environment, And that's what you see. That's what you know. And your parents are in the kitchen cooking up crack cocaine or crystal meth. What are you supposed to do? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, So I wish them the best. Do have a question for you as far as uh, your mom came and kidnapped you. Yeah. To bring you to this country. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, she has lost her way. And with that can you ever foresee if she ever got back on the path that the door is ajar a little bit to have a lunch or anything?
1: I you. you, you I work for you. So, you know, when customer get online, how crazy I get, I'm not going to
0: say crazy, but um, everybody in the room will know your position.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no ambiguity with, right. with me. Right. Um, I'm, um and here's the thing, if anybody asks me this question I, I, I get angry, but um it doesn't I, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm very no 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 I'm very comfortable talking to you because okay. I, I trust you. You're in my mind, you're very few handful of people that earn that uh, uh to talk to me like that, you know. Um I have to say coming every time I come to Seattle, I've been telling a lot of people every time I come up me here, it makes me sad. Part of the reason is it's that, you know. And um it's, it's it's very frustrating it makes me sad that uh, I don't have a good relationship with her but I, I am angry that well if I have to be devil's advocate I, I try to look at her position like she was almost, I could be wrong but she was almost like forced to marry this guy that she didn't want to get married she was 20 she didn't have a lot she didn't have a chance and opportunity to explore her uh, youth mm-hmm. and I'm very I'm sure very resentful for that and my grandmother lost everything when her uh, my grandfather died and lost all. They were really rich people, but they lost everything to uh, my uncle and aunt. So there's a lot of resentment because my mom had to marry someone. But right. I will say this much: the reason why I don't have a kid and I never got married because I think once you have a kid, it's not about you anymore. The focus have to be kids, and most parents don't do that. And uh, I think you're right. That's where the focus should be. Yeah, right. but most people don't. And, uh, and that's why I never had a kid because I know I couldn't do that. See, I don't think when it comes to having kids, I don't think I would have been better than my mom. And that's, that's the part I feel ashamed about myself. I okay. have to say, I don't think I would have been a good, uh, parent, but when I look at you and your wife, I know if you had a kid, you guys would be outstanding parents. I really do. Well, thank
0: you. Um, but what's funny about us, sometimes life doesn't, mm-hmm. you can have a plan. How about this? You can have a plan. But life will end up kicking your ass, yeah. or life will tell you, hey, <laughs> no, it's not going left, it's going right, yeah, and uh when I met my wife um she told me within the first year if we want if I wanted children, we got to get started right away, yeah, and I always wanted to have my last child at the age of thirty, yeah, because by the time i uh Turn fifty, that child should be pretty much out the house. Right, if the child is still in my house, I will leave army brochures on the pillow. You know, just you know, just a little nudge. Um, But I feel when you first meet someone, you need to develop your relationship. Yeah, build your foundation. Sure. And when that foundation has been laid and it is sturdy enough, now you can bring in a child to this love because it's a product of our love sure with that being said uh, that I don't think I was comfortable the foundation wasn't solid till I was pretty much 35 yeah woo and at that time it's too late that ship had sailed so um, it wasn't in the card for us but what I'm happy about is I found the love of my life and
1: and uh, that's no bullshit I mean I I see it man And for somebody as cynical as I am (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I am, you, you. I'm telling you, there's like three or four people in my life. Like you're number one up there because, um, that's when it makes me like, life is wonderful, you know. Because you get, you get, you get to the point where, I'm so clouded with my anger, you know, with the, right. the way way I grow up, and uh, it's 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 really softening that part. It's when I see you and my friend Tom. Uh, why? Because when I met Tom. Hempler, I talked to him before. I hated him with yeah, him I wanted to right. stab him in the face. But when I see that marriage, it's wonderful. Their kids are amazing. When I see my friend married, uh, Patton, the boy, one of the boys, I'm yeah. talking about, with a kid, incredible father, and just just so happy to have a kid. I see that um, life is good, you know, and uh, it makes me happy to see them like that. To, uh, going back to what you said about my mother. It's 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 not it's no longer it's really about my mom anymore. It's just I I'm having issue with this anger thing. It's hard for me to let go. And um, you know when when people say anti-Semitism is, it's, it's it's about Jews, but it's not it's when the, the reason anti-Semitism is terrible, it's because it's about hate. Because if those people ended up getting enough Jews, do you think they'll be done with that? No, they're gonna find some something else to right. You know the hate never goes away. So Older I get, I I guess it takes a lot of energy to hate people.
0: It can go away. Yeah. But you have to have the will and the desire to let it go.
1: Yeah. It's hard to make, I'm telling you. it, it, It really, it's really hard. And when I got... When I got fired, it's not even about job, but when I got fired, because uh, when I later want find out, there's a lot of bullshit behind it, but it, it wasn't even, just, it, it was the group of people that I worked. That's why this is another thing. I was very lucky, uh, 11 years, starting with your uh, r when I was working for you, those guys that I worked with, it's, it was so fun working with every one of those guys. You know, it was like a barbershop, you know, like right. we talk about uh, porn, but sports, and it was one of those few places, like it's one of the few jobs, you could be very honest with the customers when they're misbehaving, but you could really have a good conversation. And also for the customers, maybe they can't talk to their wife or girlfriend about the things they want in of life. And they they had a place to talk to us. Right. You know? Right. It really was like cheers for a uh, club, you know what I mean? If it was a bar, it yeah. was cheers. cheers.
0: If it was
1: a nightclub, it was
0: Studio 57. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And it was, it was absolutely, I mean, that was the sad part because I need, I knew, I, I, um, when you were so generous with, uh, uh, scheduling, vacation, things like Mm -hmm. that, and everybody was so cool. Right. And, um, that gave me opportunity to go to Europe twice. And I saw like, you know, I saw like. I'm so little afraid. You know, you're a lower-class kid. Everybody's negative, trying to do something different. You're right. afraid you even shit. You ain't nobody. Yeah, yeah you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't shit, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> Believe me, I hang out
1: with black people. I learn. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I know. I'm very comfortable. Right. Black people tell you truth even if you don't want to hear it. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. But, <laughs> but it, it's a it's necessary – that's what makes it so great to hang out with them. And then – um so – even if you have a, a, a dream and and, uh, and uh, uh, ambition, I can't even talk to my family. They're, they they right. will destroy it, man. Jealousy they will completely destroy Jealousy it. Jealousy and envy. Correct. Yeah, there was a show I used to work on the DVDSA, and then and, and, and there was a very successful guy there. But after a while, when you say something intimate. He would turn on and use it against you. That's why I got tired of that shit. Right. I don't mind talking honestly with someone like you because you're fair and you will put your, you will apply the same standard yourself. Like if you're attacking me something that you think I need to change, uh, you only say it because you yourself behave in a way that uh, uh, um, you know by example. You don't you don't have to tell me you like you don't have to tell me to do something because you already do that yourself. Right. You're not a hypocrite, Demico. Right. That's that's why I have so much respect for you and. Um, um having this conversation i i really don't know if 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 that stuff is going to resolve but i really am even i can't even imagine 10 years ago even thinking about it but um i'm slowly seeing like okay these are the things i've done to ruin certain relationship it's my fault there's others why why it didn't work out um it could be that i, I was partly at fault but I have to say there's times if there are bad people I you just need to cut those people out of your life. I you know? agree. Um or I'll, maybe, I'll tell you a little go ahead. Or um maybe they're a good person but we just never <clears throat> meant It's just not a, a personality trait that doesn't work. It could be that too. So it's not always it's their fault, you know. That's true. That's true.
0: Um but I do want to hit on the hatred part. Mm-hmm. You got to let hate go. Yeah. You may dislike someone. Yeah. You may not care for this individual. Yeah. But if you can, I'm not talking forgiveness. People, oh, you have to forgive. Um, You see on television, uh, yeah, this person person murdered my wife, murdered my son, killed my dog, but I forgive you. (laughs) I cannot bear the... You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. No, I will pull the button. I will inject the vein. I will do whatever to yeah. kill this individual. But real fast, um, my wife, the love of my life. Yes. I met her at a party. Yeah. It was a birthday party for a lady that I had hate for. Yeah. Hate. Hate. Would never, ever go to a function for this woman because I did hate this individual. Right. We go to her uh, birthday party. I meet my wife. Now, this is the house of the woman that I hate. It took maybe 10 years because I'm that slow. <laughs> and I was in the car driving. Uh, the golf course was to my left. I yeah. looked at the grass. Yeah. The sun was out. It was pretty. And... Uh, Reason why I thought about this lady that I hate at that moment, because I just passed her house. Yeah. And I said, you know what? My life is great. Right. It's fantastic. Right. And without that heifer, yeah, I would have never met my wife. Right. At that moment, <sighs> I exhaled. Yeah. That hate that I had for this woman yeah, was gone. And the reason why I did hate her, she would, uh, my grandmother was dying. She was sick. Uh my grandmother would finally get to sleep uh, yeah. as i would you know I would watch her on certain days, and this lady would call ecstatic hysterical
1: oh, oh,
0: have you seen uh uh my boyfriend yeah no, i haven't which was my uncle no he's at work he doesn't get off till three thirty it's two thirty well something's going on, something's up, so just one thing after another right she's my grandmother's dying you're messing with her sleep pattern. She yeah. finally got to sleep now. She won't yeah. be able to sleep for another 16 hours. when yeah. she wakes up, that was it. So different little things she did throughout her life made me hate her. Yeah. Uh, the way she conducted her, her, herself.
1: People like that, I always say this: they're addicted to drama.
0: That's exactly what it was. Yes,
1: and so it's always me, 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 me. And you have
0: never met this lady. I've never talked to you about her. And that's exactly what she is. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. So I did hate this individual. But then at that point, it's like, why? Why give it that much energy? Because if I saw her, my whole mood would change. Yeah. Even though if I was happy that day, yeah, I would see her. Now I'm angry. I'm upset. Hi. Why give an individual that kind of power? Yeah. Okay. So that was one person I hated. Yeah. Another person I hated was, uh, we'll just say his name was Paul. I worked with this guy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, he was a human turd. He was a turd with skin is what he was. And uh, just not a good individual. Disgusting. I didn't want to have anything to do with him. Even when he died, I hated this individual. Couldn't stand him, hate him, hate him, hate him, hate him. He's gone. He's not in my life. Why hate him? Yeah. He means nothing to me. Let it go. If I saw him on the street, would I say hello? No. I would keep walking. Right. But would I let it affect my mood? No. Two, you shared with your mother. I'm going to share with my father.
1: But by, by the way, when you talk about your father, that's when I knew like I could talk to you because I I I, uh, I sympathize when you said this. But go ahead, go ahead. You should, yeah. You should. That's some messed up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you ever see Shaka Zulu? Yes.
0: My father. <laughs> My father. <laughs> I was just a moment of pleasure for him. That's all I was. Yeah. I was a moment of pleasure, which is very sad. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I'm cool with, right? Yeah. But he would go in and out of my life yeah. from like uh stop pretty, teasing. Stop teasing, but make it make it understood to all that you're here, you you, you want to be with my mother. Yeah. Your ex-wife. Yeah, fatherhood was not for you. And I'm fine with that. You know, because it's not it's not for everybody. Right. And some people are smart enough to identify it that, you know what, fatherhood or motherhood is not for me. So I'm not going to have any kids. Yeah. Other people. Yeah, I have all these kids, but I'm not father or mother material, Right. which is sad because the kids suffer. Right. Right. But uh, the best thing my father ever did. You know, some people get mad because, oh, my parent wasn't there for me. Uh, we didn't do this. We didn't do that. Uh, they never picked me up, wasn't there for the holidays or my birthday. The best thing that my father ever did was not be there. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. He was, he is uh, not a, he's not a pillar of the community. And at times he's not a very nice person. Right. With that being said, my mother is pretty much my mother and father. Yeah. Um, She uh, very sweet, very loving, very motherly, very creative as far as raising a child. But also as a a man, a a young man got to a certain point in life, like maybe the age of uh, 12. Yeah. Like, all right, toughen up, toughen up. It was like she wasn't soft anymore. Yeah. She was getting her son ready to be a man. And it was like, whoo! thank you, mama. And it got to a point to where if, if my father would have been home and they would have stayed together, you know, those people that stay together just for the children. Yeah. I would have most likely left home at the age of 13, definitely by 14. Yeah. So if I would have done that, what would have happened to me? Would I be an angry individual? Would I have gotten into crime? Would I have uh, done things or or, uh, taken taken certain drugs to try to escape? Sure. All that is a possibility. But since he was not there, my mother had an environment that allowed me to grow.
1: Yeah, stability in your life. Yes.
0: And so with that... Um, I have compared my mother to other mothers, left, right, top to bottom, and my mother is great. She is yeah. fantastic.
1: Uh, I Sound love like her. a player coach. You know, she did it, she did it all.
0: She did it all. Uh, I give her all the credit in the world. The thing is, there comes a a time in life where um, we all make our decisions. We yeah. We say, okay, at this moment in time, I'm grown. I have to spread my wings. Well, my father ended up moving home when I turned I think I was maybe 20 when he moved back home. yeah, He moved home on a Friday. I moved out the following Friday. Oh. I don't care if it was uh, we lived in Bill Gates' house. Yeah, There's not enough square footage under one roof yeah. that we can coexist. Yeah. I do not hate the man, but we... Do not do well together right um so I, I move out which was you know which was fine i was ready to move out uh but i would have stayed home with my mother till i was probably 25 to be honest with you
1: yeah um it was similar situation kind of similar but i had my, to leave 19. <laughs>
0: they they got remarried right yeah they got remarried
1: how long did that last
0: 13 minutes okay. uh <laughs> I yeah. want to say they stayed together about maybe two years, two. No, wait, wait, wait. Maybe three years the marriage last. maybe. Okay. And uh, once they got a divorce, didn't hear from pops whatsoever. Right. You know, only time I would go visit the house would be to go visit my mother, of course. But so once they split up, he didn't stay in touch, which was par for the course. He did that my whole life, yeah. right? Well, some for some reason out of the blue, after... Oh no. I don't know. It had to be at least five to seven years. Hadn't heard a word from him, right? Yeah. I get a call at my job. Yeah. I say hello. You know who this is? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is your daddy, boy. I know. Hey, uh I had my head up my ass all these years and uh now I'm back. Okay. And so um, we have this conversation and um, he's been gone for five, seven years, whatever it yeah. has been. All of a sudden uh, he tells me, oh, hold on. Oh, no. There's something on the news. Oh, no. So you haven't talked to your son in five to seven years yeah. and you tell him to hold on because there's something on the news. right? Okay. Then uh, he comes back. He says, oh, uh, I'm about to leave town and I would like to go uh, come over and visit you and your wife. Maybe uh, go out for dinner with you, two, or something like that. Right. Hmm. Okay. And I don't like to make rash decisions. Yeah. I was like, well, uh, let me think about that. He said, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, let me call you back. Uh, The phone just clicked in. I've been waiting for this phone call all day. Yeah. I haven't talked to you for five or seven years. Right. But you've been waiting for a phone call all day, and this might be it. <laughs> yes. Okay, certain things never change, right? right? So I uh, get off the phone, and I come home that day, my wife. So, honey, how was your day? It was good. Um, had a phone call today. Oh, really? From who? Uh, from my dad. Oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he said uh, he's... Um, Possibly move into another state. And he would like to come on over and have uh, dinner with us. Right. My wife looks at me dead in my eyes and she says, and my wife's a very loving lady. It's yeah. all about family and everything. Sure, sure, sure. She said, well, honey, make sure you let me know what day so I won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. babe, I haven't decided what I'm yeah. going to do. Yeah. And so um, I always like to sleep on big decisions. Sure. And, I, and I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it. I woke up the next day. And within 15 minutes of me getting out of bed, I had 100% clarity on yeah. what I should do. Right. I made sure I called him yeah. um, at exactly, you know, noon, shall we say? Yeah. I said, hey, pops. He said, hey, what's, what's shaking? I said, um, calling you about what we talked about yesterday. Um, you know, you coming by, I don't see that happening. You and I are going out for dinner. I don't see that happening either, Mm -hmm. but I do feel that you still have a, an opportunity to salvage a relationship with your grandbabies. Yeah. His grandbabies, he's still big daddy in their eyes. You know, you still have an opportunity to have this relationship with them. Yeah. But everything else that you suggested or recommended us getting together, seeing each other. Yeah. I don't see that happening. And what did he say? Oh, I understand if you have a lot of animosity and resentment toward me. I understand that. And then I had to chuckle. Yeah. No, I I have no hatred towards you. Yeah, I have no animosity towards you whatsoever. I I wish you well. I hope you live a a long life and live well. I really, truly do. I hope you find happiness. If you have happiness now, I hope it continues. Yeah, I really I have no hatred toward my father I really don't yeah and people like oh well you have no I don't I am so thankful and I'm so lucky to (laughs) to have a father that had that makeup that didn't stick around yeah because if he would have stuck around I don't know what would have happened absolutely I'm thankful to have uncles that were crackheads yeah because seeing what they became I've never touched a drug outside of uh, (laughs) gin and rum uh, in my entire life. And I never will uh, for the simple fact that the things that I've seen and I do understand I have to be thankful for. But um, that anger, that hatred, it will consume you, man. Um, it, It is not good for your soul. It's not good for your heart. It's not good for your health. You know, yeah. and I'm not saying, oh, now we're going to, you know, me and my dad, we're going to one day we're going to hold hands and do Kumbha, some fishing. Yeah. yeah. yeah Kumbaya, yeah. my Lord, kick yeah. back, uh, have some gin, he can smoke a joint or whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Right. I, I just don't have hatred toward the man. I truly wish him well and I hope he's doing well. I hope he's I hope he's happy. Whatever. um You know, what you have a vision for in your life and what I have a vision for in my life can be totally different things. We may have common ground uh, on things we want in our lives. Yeah. But, you know, just just. Be happy. Do yeah. what you want to do with your life. And if it works for you, it works for you. It doesn't have to work for uh, your, your parents, your kids, your yeah. siblings, nothing. Just as long as your life, your life works for you, yeah. that's the
1: important thing. And I, I, I didn't plan this to happen, but this Seattle trip, it turned out to be like when I was talking to Dave Johnson, I recorded a record. But we didn't talk too deeply about that when I uh, talked to him yesterday. But he's a good friend of John Staliano And like some of the work issues... Like talking to him, it actually kind of helped me. John Stogliano, that's the guy that likes the finger
0: in his butt, right? (laughs) Yes. Okay, just making sure. I wasn't sure. But it was Joey Silvera also, right? I don't know about Joey, but. No, okay. But he might be into little other freaky stuff, but. um, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure about either one of them. Right. Yeah, but I will say the Butt Man videos. Yeah. That was my hero, man. Yeah. Uh, I was a young man, never went anywhere in life. And he took me to Brazil. Uh, I went to Carnival. And then I was like, ooh, but man in Europe, I've never been to Europe. I go to Europe. And if if I could, I would thank John because he was part of me becoming a a well-rounded individual.
1: And once again... I cannot question his genius, and I don't think... Um, ahead, of time, uh, ahead of his time. Ahead of his time. Yeah. Uh,
0: he changed the game. That's the thing. No matter what, if you can change the game, yeah, you one of the greatest people that ever walked this earth. You know, there's nothing new under the sun, but he did something new. Uh, that's impressive.
1: And you know you uh, work adult business for 27 years. Um, you know, that's incredible work. Well, these days, working anywhere. I'm a trained
0: be- professional about that ass.
1: Yeah. Yes. And he, I'm the guy who was absolutely genius. Fashion is just like considered classic among the critic in that business, um, and I, and and he really work hard. He took a lot of chance, and I guess I I took it really hard because I was loyal to him and worked yeah. really hard. And he's a very honest guy. But problem is something about his characteristic where he trusts more of people who are dishonest in doing underhanded things and i could never compete with those people but yeah he just just believed those people when i got fired
0: man my grandfather was that way uh, a lot of individuals are that way they'll yeah. trust people they don't know or just met yeah. uh, they were more inclined to do things or help them out more so than a family member or a close friend yeah and i don't know why it's know, that it's way but either. it's just the way they're wired but he was also a visionary. Yeah, he was big ass before big ass was cool. I mean, Chris yeah. Christy Lin. Yeah, woo, <laughs> <laughs> good googly wiggly. I tell you, that's
1: why he's my hero. He, 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 um, it's true. Most entrepreneur innovators, they see something in the world that he needs a product or service that wasn't available. Right. I say, why don't I fill that up? And he filled that out with the big asses, you know? Right. Uh,
0: big ass twerking. Yeah. Even though twerking just came out, what, two years ago, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but talking to Dave, and he's he's very close with John, it kind of made me think, think like, um, I'm annoyed the way he does things, but he can't help himself. That's how he does things. Right. So yeah. Right. I definitely don't like the people that work for him in the management, but... I'm slowly letting that go, but it's good, become, it's becoming good. part of an act now, you know. And because I will say, if you ended up working for a guy named Buttman, you made some fucked up decisions <laughs> in life. You're not working with Mark Zuckerberg or you know Steve Jobs <laughs> and shit. If you have a guy's name with the word butt or cunt or uh, bitch ass motherfucker, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you ain't going to do shit. Question for you: yeah. When you do
0: your act, yeah. Do, does the name Buttman register? Does the
1: crowd know who Stagliano happens to be? I don't think a lot of young people do. Because, oh, okay. it, because even in, at the porn convention, and these girls are porn stars. I remember five years ago when I said John Lizzie, they had no idea who that was. And he, oh, and that's just, sad. But that's how it is. I mean, they have, they have no idea... Yeah, just young people. Young people are very sure about what's going on now and technology. But right. since the history and things like that, I don't. I just think that happened to every generation. You know,
0: I think it's worse now. Yeah, because people, a lot of people don't know Prince, Prince's uh, music. Yeah, you know, but John Leslie. I find it hard to believe if you're in the porn game, you do not know that name. Yeah. He was actually a great actor, in sure. my opinion. Oh, I've heard and of. he did great work. Yes. Uh, some of his work was the best of all time in that industry. And if you're in that industry, you don't know your history, it's pretty sad, to be honest with you.
1: And I'm really embarrassed to say this because uh, he was a great basketball player and he was also a coach of Sonics that won Championship. John Leslie? No, no, no. I'm talking about um, who was the coach. He was a great player he ended up be coaching Sonics and they won the championship oh don't say Lenny Wilkins Lenny Wilkins Oh sh- One time he was uh, th- uh during uh, uh they were playing horse or something with Shaq mm-hmm. and Shaq, she was, Shaq I think Shaq was losing he's like hey, I don't know who he is but he's pretty good he didn't know who, who that was oh serious yeah so even the stars in any business doesn't mean they know interesting yeah but just a little side piece uh,
0: now that you bought his name up um uh, it just made me uh, remember I need to take out the trash. But go oh, ahead. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> oh, you jerk.
0: <laughs> um, so Because he should have won a championship in Cleveland. I'm just saying. As a player or? As a coach. Co- who did, when
1: was that? Lenny Wilkins? Yeah, when, when was he coached there? Brad Doherty at center.
0: Oh, that's right. Price yeah. as a guard. Hot Rod Williams forward. Yeah. Man, they were loaded. Derek Harper? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy.
1: That brother won championship when he went to uh, Chicago Bulls, right? Gotta leave Lenny Wilkins yeah. to do that. <laughs> what was that joke that uh, Chris Rock used to say? Like, What's that? Black people like, oh, he, he was talking about Pat Riley. He said, Pat Riley has taken more black people to uh, uh, Promised Land than any other one white man or something like right,
0: that. Right, right,
1: yeah. right. There's a certain uh,
0: gentlemen of, uh, you know, should we say, uh, pigmentation impairment? Yeah. Okay. Um, that get a, a honorary pass. He's one of them. Uh, he's kind of, if it was if he was a movie star, he'd be Don Johnson. Yeah. You know, so
1: yeah, a lot of people like old Pat Riley. I mean, you're going to be physically fucked up because the way he coached you, 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 <laughs> you, you the way they play, it, it's, it's, it's nothing financed about Pat Riley basketball, man. Right, right. Well, that shit in uh, New York, whoo. That was brutal. Brutal. That was brutal. And they didn't win championship. I love watching those guys play. They, uh, they're like, they're fighters, you know? What's
0: the guard's name? John Stark. Stark. Yeah. Woo! Off the Mark Stark. Yeah. Let me tell you, if he could have put that ball in the ocean yeah. just one or three times, yeah, they're champions. Oh, yeah. But to lose they against lost the, Rockets the Houston Rockets, yeah. that was horrible. That was horrible. I got drunk that day. I passed out. Almost you know what's
1: horrible when Sonic should have won those two seasons when Jordan wasn't playing. They got beaten by Denver Nuggets by Matumbo and Lakers following year. But yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm old. I I still that shit still gives me nightmare. It gives me a nightmare because uh, they were so bad that year. I knew the Knicks would win. Yeah. Uh,
0: that I got drunk. I almost had sex with a fat girl. And I mean. I oh, like I got having sex with a fat girl, I, no, I don't believe I, I, it. I like big girls. Yeah. I do. I like yeah. big girls. You know, I'm equal opportunity lover. Yeah. But I'm I'm talking about she was like 5'3,
1: 250.
0: Yeah. I mean, just heavyweight lover in the house. Right. Woo. I mean, seriously? Yeah. She started to sweat, <laughs> it smelled like pork chops with gravy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but going going back Um I am, I am. I I am working at it and, and that's that's part of the reason why of the uh, anger? I'm part of the reason I I think I this trip was a very good because I talked to people that's kinda of helping me think I've been thinking a lot. And the, one of the reasons why I'm ending the podcast because uh last or second to last one, I, I, I just wanna little out the stuff that I've been thinking, but I've only shared some of this stuff with like maybe two or three people in my life, you know. Yeah. So um you know, a lot of people use podcasts like promoting their career and stuff. But it was never that. You know, it was just. Uh, I think it was helping me come term with some of the stuff. And I think, I think the reason why there's been times when I do stand up comedy, people are upset because I wasn't really doing it to make people upset. I had these angry things, and I'm just letting it out. Things p- pretty dark stuff. It's not good for audience, but it was good for me because. um if whenever people get mad at when the comedians are de- doing a duty show or dark material uh, it, uh believe it or not, sometimes they're dealing with the things that was bothering them, and they never had anyone to talk to, so that's how um I've been dealing with it and I'm, I'm this is like a, for the last years so I've been start talking about it you know wow so um that's that's where I'm at, and um I think if I talk to some financial advisor, they look at my credit and not having money and having a job and things like that might be concerned. concern. But in some sense, I feel like this medical testing stuff I do, I'm physically healthier, oddly enough. Dude,
0: you look good last time yeah. I saw you. Uh, which Was it last year? Yeah. Uh, you look
1: even better this year. Yeah. So
0: whatever you're doing, keep doing
1: it. Yeah, and I think, I think um, talking about it, taking care of my health, right and um you know i i have you and i we have a very unorthodox attitude about work but i i i, I money wise is not good but i, I feel I'm, i think i mean i really am in a better place you what's, know? Unorthodox, or, uh, what's unorthodox about the way we feel about work i i think we make religion in this country that if you're not working all the time and uh um focusing on that only you you are not doing it right. That that's part of the American dream. But um, you know, well, I
0: was always told a job ain't yeah. nothing but work. Yes, that's all it is. And in this game called life, yeah, I've never met a person that was in a hospital bed, yeah, that said, "Oh, <laughs> remember that day at work." No, they don't talk about that. Yeah, They talk about the one-on-one experiences, uh, the parties they had gone yeah. to, the travels uh, that they have uh, made throughout the years. Yeah. That's what they talk about. Right. Uh, they talk about those intimate times where it was just a one-on-one situation. Sure. They don't talk about, oh, remember that Tuesday when we were at work yeah. and we went to lunch yeah. and we took an extra five minutes? Yeah. They don't talk about that. Sure. So, you know, to each his own. Everybody's got their own way of getting high in life. And if your way is uh, working, knock yourself out. Some people want to travel. Some people want to do housework, yard work, or whatever it may be. Some people want to hang out with uh, friends. Some people want to drink. However you get high, do it. But work, unless you own your own business with your name out front, and you can put your own personal pride to it. If you're doing it for someone else, making someone else rich, my personal opinion, you're a nut.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing, traveling overseas does changed my attitude about work because, you know, um, America's the most productive because sheer number of hours we work more than other countries, you know? You know what changed my mind about work? What? Work. <laughs> <laughs> And I think French people, believe it or not, they're pretty productive even though they don't work as many hours as we have. But they have a really good attitude. They, they, most Americans are raised in thinking like we live to work whereas they work to live, you know. And uh, right. work is simply something that you have to do. But there's in between. Life have to be lived. And, you know, I've said this many times in this podcast, the reason why Asian people seem to work all the time, because they don't want to deal with their personal issues. So that way, huh. it's easier to tell people what to do when you're working all the time. I'm sacrificing all this thing. So you guys better go to school and become doctor whatever. But it's, it's, it's they're trying to be manipulative, in my mm-hmm. opinion. You know, people should become a doctor because they want to be doctor, not because right. their parents make them feel guilty and miserable about it. You know,
0: um, you are very social. You can, point, yeah, yeah, but you can uh, work a room. Uh, yeah. You can schmooze. Uh, you're, you're damn good at it. You, you, you have the art of networking down. With that being said, yeah, when you're at a social uh, gathering, a uh, function, whatever it may be, yeah, it it bothers me, and I want to know if it bothers you. On you meet a person, you say hello. Yeah, my name is Yoshi. Yeah, and they're like, oh, hi, Yoshi. What do you do?
1: Yeah, does that bother you? Um, I'm 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 used to it and believe me most Europeans do not like that because they don't talk like that but um, what what can you do like the Dutch people get annoyed with Americans because maybe in their language it doesn't make any sense but it drives them crazy at least my Dutch friends say like how you doing because they're thinking is like why the fuck do you care how I'm doing you know it's just a it today they think it's been phony but in Japan uh, we have a phrase. What's a good one? Do you have my rent? No, no, it's nothing <laughs> like that. They they have a, this thing where you literally. If it it's, it sounds fine in Japanese because it's understood that in that culture, how to be polite is this way. But outsider heard that phrase and break it down what literally means. It sounds crazy, but hmm. it, it literally goes. You walk in somebody's house like, due to your kindness. And your rela- your kind relationship with me, I am lucky to come to your house and mingle with you. It's literally kind of like that, but it, but it, it's it's something that you just say because that's that's how they say it. But the outsider think like Jesus, what the fuck, you know? No,
0: but that is so true. Yeah. Um, I feel privileged that anybody yeah. would want to hang out with me. Yeah. The only thing of value in this world yeah. is time. Yes. That is the only thing. When you mess up in society, yeah. what do they take from you? Your time. They make you pay with your time. You can't go to the bathroom. You can't exercise until you have permission. Sure. You can't eat until they serve you. Right. With that being said, so many people sacrifice their time with people they don't care for.
1: Right. That drives me nuts because it's kind of like the networking thing. So, here's the thing. When people say you're going to network and stuff like that, mm. I I guess to a point because too many people say it, but here's the thing, uh, when you network, I, I suppose my my feeling because my friend Esther cool asked me like how how come you're she just asked me like two weeks ago like how come you're so good at making friends and whatnot? Well, she doesn't know the part. I'm also good at burning bridges, too.
0: <laughs> you got to keep replenishing the well, yeah. huh? <laughs> but
1: I do think sometimes you, you, if you have a group of barbarians coming at you, you got to burn that bridge. Right. So, But having said that, my, my feeling about um, networking, if you want to say it, is to me, I'm like a point guard. Here I am. And my job is not to just score point for myself, but make people around me better. A facilitator. Yeah. If there's a situation where I think this is a good good thing, I'm going to come at you and say, Hey, this is what I think. If they don't like it, I don't, I don't push that. Right. But, but if you do enough of it, people realize like, well, he's, he's, Actually thinking about me, whatever, and I'm not in, expecting anything in return. So the previous job, they said like you're you're a fucking good network. You're not good at a fucking network. His, what he's saying is, when I develop this relationship with people, having good conversation, whatnot, if it doesn't give some kind of monetary return, it's a failure, and I don't feel that way. Right. Now this is this is a person's worth two hundred three hundred thousand dollars, but um, worth two hundred thousand dollars. I mean $200 that $200 ain't million, shit. two hundred million two two hundred million dollars. Okay. In, but there's part of me that like him. There's part of me like I don't understand why he does a certain way. But one thing I know about people who are that successful, they're really good of seducing people, right? But when I'm a comic, I see the bullshit through.
0: Are they seducing people, or are people are hearing and seeing what they want to believe because they
1: they feel they're next? I think both because whenever I think the part of the reason why uh, Donald Trump is so popular is because I think most poor people see him like, well, if it's billion, he must know what he's saying. And maybe I could learn something that could help me. And that's a huge leap of faith in my opinion. But that's stupid. He's rich. He don't like you. No, he doesn't. Right. He, he just, he, he's good at seducing people. But, um, but the problem when I meet them and I, I, it's funny things. I met Donald Trump too at the Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough. My friend Lisa worked at the Evil Angel at the time. She still had a daughter, but her daughter was really young. And the day Donald Trump was on tonight's show, happened to be uh, uh, Jonas Brothers were there. So I thought it would be nice to get autograph for her daughter. So I got it. So I'm waiting aside. The PR person's there. Eventually she come out and got a signature for the daughter. Cool. I love doing stuff like that, right? as soon as she was walking over and trying to give me the signed autograph, Donald Trump just happened to be walked by. He just grabbed away from her thinking it was for him. And she had to explain, like, "Oh no, this is for him and his friends, coworkers' daughters." And right. Said, oh, that's that's very nice of you. Um, he just gave it back to me. But that grabbing before anyone else, I think that's his character. Like, first opportunity he has, he fucking grabbing that shit. Right. You know. Um, but I think my problem with those uh, rich people that I don't like, because they present themselves as bigger than life. Right. But once you get to know them, they're smaller than life. True. They're just a terrible people.
0: Now, does this person pick up the tab like when you guys go out or anything like that? Sure, sure. They, they Always?
1: Do. Okay. The problem is this person on the podcast, when the final days uh, my numbers are up, saying, think, remember the time I did this and this and that? Like, he'll bring that shit on me like a pity person. Oh, right. Whereas my friend Russell Peters, he will never do that. He want to do it because he want to help. He remember what it is to be poor. And he wants the best from you. That's the big difference with uh, the guy, Dave, I used to work versus Russell. He wants to uplift people. But there are people like our former bosses at R&R, uh, they like the fact that they're rich and that they like the fact that there are poor people. It makes them happy.
0: True. True. Very true.
1: And, and it, it is, it's just um, pretty ugly, you know. But, um, um. But, the day- but there's ugly, poor people also. Oh, absolutely. You know, people that have you're no money. To him.
0: Ghetto. No, there's ghetto snobs. Yeah. You know, and it's like you got to be kidding me. You're the brokest person in the world, but you're gonna put these other people down? Yeah. It amazes me. Uh, I've known people that, shall we say, their apartments look like uh, something from a third world country. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing that they have walls. Sure. And lo and behold, they'll go to someone else's home.
1: And they will talk about the
0: curtains and sure. the carpet, and it's terrible. Yeah, ghetto snobs.
1: And uh, always, always be grateful when people go out of the way to do stuff for you. And I, I would like to go, and you know, my 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 um, because I never understood money, and I never had money. So so, there's things in life I would like to do, but I don't have money to do it. But um the way I conduct my life is like Oakland A's. They don't have enough money, but whatever the asset they have, they figure out a smart way to trade their asset to for the future. Right. So um with Dave and then like Russell Peters like Russell remember, like um you could say whatever you want, like whenever he does stuff or pay for my stuff. I also those people like, yeah, it's true. But where were you when he came down with no money and knew right. no one? I right. went out of way to make sure he was all right, you know. Right. Because I didn't know he was going to be rich. I do I, I that for my other friend with no money either. Right. But um, that's the kind of shit I like. Like whenever few ta- few times where connect person A and person B and it worked out. Right. Fuck that shit. That that shit I love. It made you feel good. Yeah. Right. And and that stuff will lead to other good things for me. Right. Eventually, and it has. Mm-hmm. So it's not always much But at the time, you're not really expecting anything in no. return. Is the thing? Because I'm kind of experimenting, you know. Because sometimes I introduce one person or another, it doesn't work out. I, I don't feel good about it, you know. Right. Like I try to look like why why didn't it work? You know. Mm-hmm. Like I have friend A, I get along with it well. I have friend B, I get along well. Well, but when I introduce A and B for whatever reason, it didn't work out. So <laughs> so it has happened. But then I I sit back and say, like, I'm trying to, uh, see why it didn't work, you know? And, uh...
0: Because we are so different.
1: Yeah. Um, just people can connect on uh, a certain wave,
0: but just one degree of separation, mm, it just does not work. I don't know why. Yeah, But sometimes, just like, uh, sometimes you don't know an individual, but you, uh meet this person sure. and for one reason or another you just don't like them right. you don't know them but you
1: don't like them yeah yeah so one of those type of deals um i know um you have to pick up your uh lovely wife soon so i could stop now um if we come back you still have to i'm talk.
0: not done i'm not done talking i
1: okay. got more to say but to go ahead yeah <laughs> uh, if you know if we finish now or five or ten minutes whatever but um uh, if you come back and if you still have time to do an, another hour, that would be cool. But if you have other uh I understand. But uh, I, really, I, 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 uh, I really enjoy this. and
0: uh, I have had a great time. This is my first – this is my cherry. Uh, yeah. I've never done this before, yeah. and I'm glad uh, it was with you. You've yeah. been very gentle, um, very nice, and
1: thank you. And, and uh, part of the reason why the last – I don't like anyone – uh, don't apply the same standard to themselves and that was my biggest problem the last last uh, when I worked for DVDSA because the public don't know the shit he does behind everyone else mm-hmm. and I'm not going to listen to this motherfucker when I told him some intimate stuff stuff that I only f- trust few people and use it against me and screaming and yell but at the same time I have other when he accused me something like really did I do that then I talk to other people and find out from his best friend and others like in fact I didn't do it he was the one who was doing it and he right. doesn't apply the same shit. And because he's so wealthy, none of the people in that group will want to say shit. You yeah. Know? But since you hang out with
0: so many black guys, you should know better to have a blade on you at all times. Yeah. So sometimes you got to handle your business.
1: Yeah. And um, so that's why whenever he said, you're going to do that, I say, fuck, no, I'm not going to do that. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. And I'm. I'm uh, because if it happened again, whose fault is that? Right so people like that um I don't understand it part of the reason is that he's not an evil person he just don't see it and that's that's how he was raised hmm. because he said something on a podcast two years ago got in trouble I mean worldwide there's people start. you know he made he, he basically said he forced himself on that girl and put his dick in his mouth this girl's mouth and everybody he raped her never happened he's just making shit up um but when people are saying how great you are, and that's kiss, a, kissing yeah. up your ass, and you never have people talking shit to you, you're never used to when the people turn against you. As a comic, when people are always talking back to me, I'm am so used to that, right? right? But when somebody doesn't play fair, that's what I don't like. And uh, you know, you you're a very fair person. Thank you. Unbe- unbelie- Thank unbelievably you. fair. And you, when people, when even people are being unreasonable at the store, you let them talk first. Let them let it out. Then once they're done, you, if they're being fair, you still them like, you, you, you have a right to be, uh, angry, but you have no right to talk to people like that. Correct. Oh, but most likely they're wrong and being rude about it. And this is, then you tell them, here's the reason why, uh, we're not going to accommodate because first, one, you're very rude and two, you're, uh, uh wrong your position is wrong and we don't tolerate that stuff right and when people behave like that we don't want those kinds of business and and, and secondly they're not going to do shit because that's what they are they're just shit talkers you know right. they're just rude so um anyway uh if you come we could do another one great if not Jamico, thanks and i'm ending my podcast but you're one of those few people. If if I was up here like every other month, I would love to record five or six in different podcasts released release because uh, you're a very fun person to talk. Well, thank you. That the world should be hearing more of your perspective because you're, you're an unbelievably reasonable guy.
0: But I have a question: Why yeah. would you end your podcast? It's something you enjoy,
1: um, it's something you're good at. So I, I, why would you end it? I like I I I think uh, it started with two people. It was always meant to be with two people. Okay. And uh, quite often I ended up interviewing someone that I don't like. It, it became a bit of a work, you know. Okay. So um, Can't have that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> if I do another one, um, it will be somebody that I like to talk to and it should be fun. And, you know, uh, anyone who's saying, like, if you're going to work, work shouldn't be fun. Like, well, you're, you're a dipshit. Because if, if you don't have an option, you have a mortgage, you have, you have to take care of your family, you can't find another job to take care of your family. Then, of course, you're in the top spot. But I feel like I have a choice. I don't. Yeah, I don't, everyone uh, has a choice. You're I, right. You're and, right. And then, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it in a way that that works for, for me. Right. And the last right. podcast, it feels like it was like the place that we work in this warehouse in downtown LA. I call it little Pyongyang because it was a crazy place. What does Pyongyang mean? It's the capital of North Korea. Okay. The land of crazy people. Okay. And um, when I think when you have a really fun, con- wonderful conversation, it's like a two tennis play going back and forth and the audience has a good time like, oh damn, you hit it, oh my God. They, they hit it back and that person hit it back. Right. It's, it's a fun, fun. but when somebody is holding you hostage because of a job or taking you host- hostage because if you don't stay on the show, you're not gonna go to Afghanistan and help kids with the problems. Right. And this is actually what happened to me. Right. One of the many things I couldn't really talk about at the time. Um, nobody liked to be taken hostage. No. You know, there's no respect in that. Correct. And don't pretend in public you're a decent human being when you're acting like this. Right. And uh, anybody who knows me, I can be difficult, but I'm pretty loyal to my friends. And if you acting like a motherfucker, you, you can't get a... No, you're what you see is what you get. Yeah. And um, I I, if I don't like somebody, I don't like that person. And they know. Right. But you're very, very, very respectful. Yeah, Always have been. Always
0: have been. Always will be.
1: So uh, if. But when uh, they cross that line, I I don't deal very very well. Well,
0: well, my question to you is why should people cross that line? That's what I don't understand.
1: With the previous guy when I was working, they they think it's funny how much they could get away with it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's somebody that hasn't got their ass kicked. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, and they they have not done very well. People say no to them. Uh huh. And uh, his mother's a very lovely person. But you know, I remember one time, first time I met Dave and his two brothers, and his mother. Lovely lady, smart, good looking, good at cooking, and artistic talent. Very charming, uh, very sweet. Always go to L A to feed everyone. But she said something that made me laugh. Like. There's two sons and Dave, the middle son, the talented and uh, other, other, other two sons talented, too. But any, anybody who has a talent to be worldwide famous right. and, and worth half a billion. Right. Anyway, she said, eh, eh. and she laughed like that, too. Kind of funny. Uh. <laughs> Yo, she, Do you know who my favorite son is Dave is my favorite son. She does say that to me. And I thought she was joking. Right. She wasn't. <laughs> I don't have a kid. Right. But the look that uh, oldest older son and the youngest son had—it wasn't a look of sad, but they look like they're used to it. Right, right. But to me, of course, you're only human. You have those feelings. You have a friend that you've liked the most. If you have multiple kids, I'm sure, if you're being honest, you probably have one that you're favorite. Right. You just don't fucking say that. Right. Because if you think about their feelings, and I, you know, I have say some incident stuff all the time on stage right but believe me here's the thing i know i'm saying that <laughs> i know it's very hurtful i knew that i right. said that to people that i don't mm-hmm. like or being smart ass to people that i don't like right but i'm well aware of what it does to people but the sad thing is she doesn't know uh-huh and when you give all your resources on one one kid and uh, he he has a tremendous amount of confidence to be that successful you know what i mean yeah but I don't think it's it's fair to do that to someone, you know. It's just and, and I think because of that, it's not fair and it's not right. It's not right, and I think because he was brought up that way, he doesn't know when he's hurting other people.
0: But like, whenever, the two, But uh, are the other two kids fuck ups though? I, I, well, I shouldn't say that because that puts you on the spot. Is the other? Is that one child her favorite child? A lot better than the other two. <laughs>
1: If you think the money is the only thing in the world, then I guess number two is the number one. But I have, ah, I, I, right, right. But I have to say, I have to say, if I'm being honest, oldest son, he jokingly let like his dog bite me. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. But he was doing it in a, like a friendly, funny way. And I can get mad at Jimmy. He's, he is a very sweet person. I mean, I laugh about it, but like, his dog bit you. Yeah, my hand. In, in a, a loving... It's a big rat-wilder, too. It's in a, a loving way. Well, I didn't I didn't like it, but I never I was angry. I said, like, Are you sh- I don't know. The do- dog knows I'm afraid of it, and the dog doesn't like me. <laughs> and she said, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I pit <laughs> I got fucking bit. I and mean, he goes, ah, I'm just fucking with you. I got bit, you know, but... <laughs> He, but he's one of those. He's, he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys. Jimmy, I can't get mad at him. I can't. I can't get mad because okay. there's not an ounce of malice in him at all. Okay. He didn't mean maliciously, so I can't get mad. And and he, that's a lot coming from you. Yeah, it's come, because he's so likable and right. sweet. Right. Even though he let his dog bite me, I don't know once, twice, maybe third time, three times. He's right. <laughs> a big fucking rat riler. I cannot get I cannot get <laughs> mad at Jimmy Cho because he's not a malicious guy at all. Okay, okay. Other two I can not say the same thing. All right. The youngest one, you know, I just got fired because uh, his his brother Dave said something on Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. So I have to move to New York, and there's both of those guys who are like, "Why the fuck did you move to New York? You know how expensive it is." I'm thinking like, "You do realize you said something Harvest Stern?" had a big part of me losing my job. And he even said in a, on a podcast, like, you're 43, you don't have a job. And like, what can you say? He doesn't have awareness. Like, well, if I had something to do with somebody losing their job, I can't even joke about that. So let me get this but he right. Does, he, he's clueless, just like his mother saying shit like that. Yeah, That doesn't make them bad people. It just, it's just one of those like imperfection that they have. All I ask in return is, when I do shit, can you not expect, uh, accept my imperfection? And they can't right. do that. They, they cannot see no fault. He can't see any fault at all. So that's a group you got to cut out, right? I um, mean, he fired me, so that was that. But his youngest brother, I remember uh, when I got fired, this is within two weeks, two, three weeks. You, fi-
0: do, wait, wait. But do you hate them?
1: I don't, I don't hate them, but it just disappoint me. Okay, and they ended up hurting the people that I care about. Okay, but the youngest one, this is like three weeks after I get fired, maybe a month after I get fired, I moved to New York because one of my friends said, "Look, you don't have a job, you don't have a place to stay. Why don't you move in? You could stay with me, however long you have. You don't have to worry about pay." And I was telling his younger brother about that, like you can't just fucking move in expecting you could live there forever. Like he was getting on my case, but I was thinking like. That's who he is. He doesn't have awareness like Dave, but like. But that's none of his affair. Not, that's none. Not, none of his affair. And also, also, well, you know, your older brother had something with me, fire. But, you know, he doesn't have awareness. But one time, uh, we'll find in with his youngest brother. It's just he's very much like his old uh, middle one. I said, oh, I remember this neighborhood. You used to live here. He's like, oh, how did you know that? Oh, because I help you move all your furniture to your second or third floor. You did that. He doesn't remember that. Wow! But I go out of my way if you need help, I will help you. Paul, if I was moving, if I was in the same situation, you know, goddamn well that motherfucker won't do it. He brought—he was brought up the way, like always see fault in in others. But people like that—they never apply the same standard at all. That's why when they were talking shit, like, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. What have you done in your life? And have you gone out of your way to help people to have that kind of position? But that's how it is with those two. But the only thing that came out of it is a lot of people turned against me or kind of indifferent, but Dave's closest friend, Joey Kurtzman, um, he was one, He was the only one who stood for me and said, Dave, you accused of Yoshi of doing this. I know for a fact you did that. Right. And uh, he has a lot of money. He's been friends with them, But he was the only one who stood by me. And when I have a friend like that, it make a world of difference. Right. Everybody said, like, Jews are greedy. Like, this motherfucker was defending me, knowing that kind of stuff I've heard. I have and- never understood why people... I don't to this day Jew this Jew that I don't, I don't, understand, I don't it. understand it I don't understand that because Joey have not his own he's been nothing but a great friend right and uh, his friend of Dave it was not interest to have him saying that but um, and he, he doesn't know who, who like getting yelled at but that's how Dave talked to everyone but he he was all, always always there, and uh, he stood by me and to this day he would do the same thing too right um he knows what's right and uh right and wrong, and it's what the Jewish people call a minch, and he is a minch, and so are you and uh um even with all the money, as long as I have people like you my friend fred sam LJ, uh you know. Uh, when I have friends like that, now a friend my friend Randy, without even asking for rent, he knew I was in trouble, not knowing a lot about me. He let me stay at his place last uh, year and a half without a rent. Nice. And I'm helping with his room that he's having in K Town. But um, I don't have a problem if people make a quick judgment about me. But if you really talk to anyone I've ever an associated with, was loyal to you. Um, that's the only credit report I worry about. Fuck the credit card company, fucking with uh, credit. You're dumb enough to give me credit, fuck them. But with my close friends, I will never fuck them. You know, Credit is a big scam. Yeah, They make you jump through all these hoops
0: for this um, imaginary number that's supposed to make your life easier. Yeah. That number will get you deeper and deeper in debt. Yeah, You'll never get from underneath
1: it, which is very sad. Um, let's end here. We should could pick her up, but, um, if, if, if go pick if, up my baby. Um, if you, if you like what, what we were saying, and if you like, uh, the conversation we're having, I'm willing to come like every two months, record a bunch of episodes and love to do it. And then if we get monetized, I will definitely get. Dimico pay because dimico 's an interesting guy. He has... I mean, we didn't even touch sports and this motherfucker. I'm serious, dimico, you, you could have been one of those announcing ESPN. That's how knowledgeable you are.
0: I did not want to go to ESPN because all the people would miss me around town. <laughs> so I try to give back to the people and do what I can do for the
1: community. Well, if you have a question for Dimico, uh, email me at dumbyoshi at gmail.com. I know... <laughs> I know he's not on the uh, social media, but just contact me. And if you're interested, I'm willing to come up here to record a bunch of episodes for new podcast. Anyway, thanks. And let me go. Thank you very much. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.